welcome to the New York Dangers Podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host, Shragi. We'll be with the New York Rangers Inside the Ring crew. Uh, Luca and Eva will be talking to them about a bunch of things. Your guys' questions you posted on Twitter uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins in a playoff series. How would that, you know, end up? And a lot more questions. But first, a quick word from our show sponsor, and then we'll get right to it. From our show sponsor and friends of Inside the Ring, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up for BETUS.com with promo code RINK for a 125% sign up bonus. Again, use promo code RINK for your 125% sign up bonus. Play with a proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. With our Inside the Ring crew, uh, guys, how's it going? Good. <laughs> really good. <laughs> no one else answered. <laughs> I, it, it's, so, it's so hard on. I probably should this. direct it to someone. <laughs> so it's it's just so hard on this because like you don't want to like jump over people. And like, you know, when you're not in the same room as them and especially like I can't see any of your faces. Right. So, and we could all see yours. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm like, I, I don't what. Uh, yeah, so that, that that was the reason why I was waiting. I think you guys are doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm not for sure someone's going to. Okay, yeah. So, obviously, this Pittsburgh game that we had, obviously, it's a bit of a pleasant surprise that we had um, versus Pittsburgh. I know Malkin is, was out, so that's, you know, that adds a little to why they, you know, completely crushed them. I know people don't want to hear that. But, anyways, so we have a few questions here from Twitter. Uh, we're going to talk about the Rangers uh, Pittsburgh game briefly. We're going to talk about your questions that you posted on Twitter. If you haven't, um, our Twitter is in the handles in the description, and you just ask us questions. We'll get to them in the next podcast. Um, and then, yeah, we'll go on from there. Talk about the Rangers playoffs. Any anything Rangers really related. So, guys, first question I have for you: um, If the range the Rangers right versus Pittsburgh, do you? take a lot of that showing like how they could compete against Pittsburgh in a playoff series. Or you just think that's a purely regular season game. That's not a lot to take out of, especially with Malkin being out of the lineup. Um, yeah. Ava, let's start with you. I think that they, that's how you should play in a playoff game. That is the playoff atmosphere. They should be playing like that every game. And especially when it comes to the playoffs, I think that was kind of them building the momentum and building the energy of what they know they have to play like if, and probably when they play Pittsburgh in the playoffs in the first round. So I think that was probably a message in the locker room. Like we're probably playing these guys in the first round, Um, get your shit together and don't get embarrassed. And they played amazing, just a fully dominant game. They did not let up, which is something that they've struggled with. So I think that that is the playoff type of game and that's what they should be playing like come playoffs. Uh, to piggyback on what you, everything you kind of just said, I agree, but something that's interesting with this team and it, it really kind of, you know, you look at like all good teams and most good teams in any sport, whatever it is, they don't play two bad games in a row. And this team, this is, this is not just this, you know, one game stretch where they get absolutely embarrassed by the devils and then they come back and shit pump the penguins, you know? This has happened all year. They they got embarrassed by Calgary early on in the year, and then they came back and you know I think they went on like a, it was like a, they they went on an absolute heater in November after that. Um, 
And so this team has constantly done that. They got embarrassed by Colorado in December. They came back after that and went on a, uh, another long extended win streak. Um, so I think that's something that we have to like really just kind of rest our like hat on a little bit, you know, cause this team, when it comes down to it in the playoffs, you're gonna have to play the same team a bunch of times and you can't lose multiple times in a row to anyone. And when they, when they get embarrassed like that, it's actually, you know, almost a good thing. Um, because like, look at it, they played the lightning, the hurricanes, both away, won those games. Now, whatever anyone wants to say, Georgiev stole that game, whatever they won. doesn't matter. They won. Then on Monday, for the first time in three plus years or whatever it is, they actually added people to the lineup. Then they go to New Jersey and then have a great first period, kind of a great first period. They gave up a lot of odd man chances in that first period, but they go up to nothing in that. Psychologically, they were probably thinking that they couldn't do anything wrong, you know? So it's almost a good thing that like they got absolutely embarrassed in that second period with five unanswered goals. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I forgot what even the question was. I, I, I just, I think that this team uh, can really, really do some damage in the playoffs, especially against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a tough team. They're veterans and uh, it'll be a good series. This was like any other sport. If this was baseball, basketball, football, I would tell you it means something. A lot of, a lot of teams take what they do during the regular season and they apply it towards the playoffs in football. It applies a lot. If you play a team during the, during the regular season, it applies a lot to your playoff games, especially baseball because you see certain pitchers, especially in basketball because you know who you're facing. In hockey, it doesn't work that way. It needs the most stamina of any of those games. You're playing line after line. You're getting hit. You're getting punched. It's not easy. Now, if you tell me that the Penguins, right, this game right now is going to tell you exactly how the game is going to go in the playoffs, that's not true. Every single Penguins game, every single playoff game that you're going to play in the playoffs is going to be hard. The intensity is higher. The crowd is louder. Everything is different. And you have a young Rangers team in this situation. What this game does do for you, as, as Ava mentioned, is a confidence. It brings your, uh, your level of, 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 of your team morale against the Penguins much higher, where you say to yourselves, we did this. And we didn't just beat them one nothing. We didn't just beat them 2-1 to one, where it was tight and gritty. We scored three goals in the first period. Whether you want to tell me that it was just momentum or whether you want to tell me that the, there was actually a breakdown in the Penguins' uh, defense and offense, they actually scored three goals in the first, added on in the second, and played defense throughout the entire game. They had the depth that they needed by adding Andrew Capuetta key role in this in this game and I'm sure Luca wants to go on about that about how Andrew Kopp affected that game but you understand that this type of game I take more as a morale you lift the morale of the team and say we could beat these teams team people deny our five on five and look what we did we beat one of the best five on five teams so yeah no I got 100% agree with everything you just said I think now with the Rangers having depth this team is very very dangerous um they obviously didn't have a lot of depth and you could tell the top players were getting exhausted carrying this team so now with this depth I mean you saw versus Pittsburgh it was it was terrific just to see that to have actual depth in this lineup now obviously with Malkin out you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt but I think it's still a definitely good confidence booster you had to expect them though to come out strong after a horrendous devil's game I literally went out to the fridge to get a drink I come back and it's like 
Oh, what was it like 42 or something? I'm like, the hell? I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and um, it was funny because last night, um, yesterday, I'm sorry, not yesterday, versus the Devils game, I said I couldn't, you know, watch a lot of the second period. And I'm like, oh, I hope this Pick keeps a up. a good period to miss. Right, right, right. Oh, I, I, uh, I got to go. And then I come back. My friends, exp- uh, my Twitter handle exploded with everyone saying, yo, why do you come back to the game? <laughs> like, they just sunk it. We so, all know it's your fault. We all know. It probably was my fault. So, how, right when I came back, they scored, which is kind of hilarious. But, so now we're going to go into a few questions now uh, based on this category of beating, you know, contending teams. Uh, from at... Kingin YT uh, dash King. If the Rangers play a full 60 and good five on five, can they beat Carolina in the playoffs? Um, Ava, what do you think? Um, short answer. Yeah, I, I suppose. Like, uh, I think it's kind of just the way you explain that. If they play solid five on five and if they play a full 60 minutes, they can beat anyone. We've seen that. Like they are, they're not a team to be taken lightly. And yes, of course, Carolina is a difficult team and they're a tough team, but you play solid five on five and a full 60 minutes against anyone and you have a chance. Um, I, I really just, I think that they could beat them in a series. It's just a matter of, will they play that full, will they actually play that full 60 minutes and will they actually play five on five and not just rely on a hopeful power play. That's a, you're right. Because the, you know, I kind of agree with like this team can like, think about it. This team has a heart trophy uh, candidate. They have a Vezina trophy candidate, which, you know, candidate or whatever he should win. It's (laughs) not even like a candidate at this point. Um, If he doesn't win, man, we're going to straight riot. Yeah. Riots, we got to do something more. Riots at this point, Jacob. Riots is like the least of the problems. Okay, we're talking about. I mean, like... he should he should still be a contender for Hart, but yeah. And anyway, oh, yeah. Luka, yeah. Uh, no, so I mean, Vesna Hart, uh, Kreider's in for the Rocket. Uh, Fox is probably not going to win the Norris this year, but he's always going to be in that conversation. You know what I mean? So you have candidates for all these awards. So you have like all these individual players. If this team plays a good sixty minutes, a full not, 60 not minutes, even mentioning Panarin. Yeah, exactly. Five on five. This team could beat anyone. The problem is, is doing that, playing a full 60, five on five. And I think that we we really forget that this team is actually still kind of young. I mean, the average age of everyone on defense, except for Truba, is like 24 or right. like 22. I keep mentioning you know? that. I keep saying that. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know. That's we why I think they went to get Braun, by the way. Sorry for interrupting. That's oh, why no, you're, I completely agree with you. You're good. Um, I completely agree with that. Um, so I, I think, yeah, can this team beat every, any, uh, anyone? Yeah, they can beat anyone. Will they? I have no idea. It's really hard to see how this team's going to play. It's hard to see how any team's going to play. Like, honestly, I don't think Colorado's going to win the cup. I don't. Um, uh, we'll get to, I think, you know, some other questions about who's underrated later on. I think I saw that question in there. Um, but to touch on something Shragi had said about how, um, playing teams in the seat in like your actual season like it doesn't really matter the rangers law i think it was a few years ago it was like 2014 or 15 i think it was 2014 when they went to the cup they had lost every single game to the penguins that year right was it they I, were I down mean, they were down also they were down three to one in the series yeah and then I, I think that was the famous martin st louis mother's day game 
Yeah, that was that was it. That was the yeah. game. That, yeah. But like that that's my point. They lost every single regular season game to them. And then you know what I mean? Like I, I don't think winning every single game against any opponent. Rangers swept Carolina in the regular yeah. season. They got swept and the Rangers got swept yeah, for right, Stevie Downer of this. But uh I, I think if there is a team that was literally designed to destroy the Rangers, it's Carolina. They because have the former most, Rangers. <laughs> they, exa- they have the most former Rangers. So you're getting a guaranteed, what, two goals every game for Carolina. They shoot the most out of any team in the league, which is literally the worst for the Rangers. Um, and then, I mean, listen, the Rangers rely on their power play, I believe, too much. Now, I believe with this new depth that, you know, that could change. I think the 5v5, I mean, we saw versus Pittsburgh. I think the 5v5 um, could get really, could get much better. I think I think we're going to see a bit of a boost that we. I think we've already expected. seen it. Uh, yeah, I, I think we've already seen it. I I think we, this is like you know it's just the beginning for us. I I I think even those depth players. I mean, look, Tyler Mott, he's looked fantastic in that fourth line. Those Mom little girl summer, exactly. So those little pieces, I think you know, add up in a playoff series versus Pittsburgh, but versus Carolina. I, I just don't see it happening. I think we maybe sneak in one, maybe two, but I think they just destroy us. I, I don't want to be that negative guy, but it's just, I don't know. I am terrified of Carolina. And even if we beat Pittsburgh, it seems like we're obviously going to play them in the second round. So um, it's going to be hard to watch that. Right? It's going to be, if, if we beat Pittsburgh, it's going to be hard to watch. I now, mean, yes, yeah. this is not, I just want to throw in like, one, we gotta we gotta get there first. Like we got, you know what I mean? Pittsburgh's gonna be no easy feat. But oh like, no, not at all. This this is the thing. You have if Igor is playing his game, there there's not many teams that can beat him four times in a row. Not in a row, but four times in like in a series. You yeah, know, that's true. I, I I just think that's a huge equalizer. And you know, obviously, like Andre Vasilevsky has done it. You know, twice in a row now. Um, so like, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's the world champ of goaltending right now, but you know, Igor, if he puts together a really impressive playoffs, he can, I don't know if he's going to supplant him quite yet, you know, but he's going to be right up there. Um, so I don't know. I, I agree with you, but like their goalie, you know, he's had his struggles in the playoffs. He, he really has. And maybe that was just the team he was on. So, I mean, I was just thinking of teams in general after this question, like Carolina, I, I think we'd be destroyed by Capitals. I think with their goaltending problems, we would absolutely um, beat them. Pittsburgh would be a series. It would be a real, be a really a, good series. It, it's going to be a really good series. These, both these teams have depth. They have stars. One common, like one thing I had, uh, was very happy with in this Pittsburgh game is the one thing I was worried about in the playoffs is Jerry. Because we have our goalie that could steal us games. And I was wondering if Jari could, you know, steal the show also for them. And that would not be good for us. Because that's the one thing we have is that we have a goalie that could keep us into games. And if we have another goalie on the other side playing as good, we're not, we're not, you know, this is not going to be good. So it just shows that since we see now the Rangers could score on them. Uh, They could score on Jari. Jari's not the best playoff goalie. Uh, No, that's the thing. He, yeah, he versus the Islanders. The when it comes to the playoffs, I mean, he just is not that he. I think people exaggerate with how bad he played against the Islanders last year. Isn't but his glove side like terrible or something. They try to aim for it or something. It's pretty bad. Um, he did. I just remember him. How many goals were on his glove side uh, last game versus the Rangers? 
I just, uh, but I just remember the Islander series and him trying to pass the puck out and just passing it directly to Josh Bailey. <laughs> and it I remember was, that highlight. Yeah. That was, hol- um, that was hilarious. Yeah, no, so obviously Jerry doesn't have the best reputation. You're right um, that he doesn't have the best reputation in the playoffs, so that definitely helps. But it, that's the, all the more reason for the Rangers to make him look like God. Right, exactly. Yeah, well, they they make backup goalies that are in EA Sports 57 overall look like, you know, the greatest Dominic Koshik of all time. So I you got to like, I feel like that will be the factor. If Jari's on his game, it's going to be a huge problem for us. But if if he plays like, you know, the goalie he played last year, you know, I think we have this series in the bag. Um, It's it definitely, I, I think it was smart for Gallant to, you know, try to switch up these lineups before the playoffs. Because listen, yes, we have, you know, a bit of a push for the home games versus Pittsburgh, but really we don't really have a problem with, you know, playoffs. So now is the time to do experiments, chemistry, all that. Let's get to the best lineup. Now I was going to jump to this later, but I think, you know, this is a good time to, you know, say it. Nice segue, yeah. With these switched up lineups, I, I thought it was smart that Gallant switched up the lineups. I thought it was very smart, you know, do whatever you can experiment, but what he switched, which was not smart. Now, obviously, Everything I posted about it Friday morning was so off after Friday night's game with literally every single player that I said shouldn't be switched scored. That wasn't a good look. Um, but I, I, can't, I, I kind of still, I know it sounds silly, I kind of still stay, uh, stand behind it. I feel like the defensive pairs should be switched uh, with Miller and Fox. Now, the reason why I say this is because Fox, I'm sorry, Eva, but Fox, uh, Miller and Truba, are not are the are very very good defensively in the road zone, but not on the transition. So why have both players with their own faults the same on the same line? The whole point of a defensive pair is that each of each other's weaknesses mm-hmm. are their own strengths. So I think you should it, listen. If it doesn't work, you could switch it the next period. I don't care. Just do Miller Fox Lindgren Troop just for a period. See how it goes. Just for a I game. have my opinions on this. Don't right, right. I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, this way. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you see it after. <laughs> but um, and, and Truba has has had Truba's been terrific, but just it just doesn't make sense to have two defensemen's <laughs> weaknesses be on the same pairing. It, it should be you know uh, a bit of a I, you should do Jacob, a little bit of a flip. Jacob, I don't know. I don't know how Gallant really works with like his lines because he seems to really have some weird feelings about different players and different lines. I mean, with Morgan Barron and such. Um, but that player will never understand. Yeah, we'll never understand. So defensively, though, uh, with all the defensemen, I don't know how much I agree with the fact that Truba's transition D is a problem that we should switch him up lines. I have seen nice plays from Truba on defense. I think. Uh, uh, the, I think I remember like a highlight uh, a while ago with the stick on a breakaway. Fantastic move. Uh, I think Ava will remember that one for sure. Yeah. She's like going through her files right now, just like in her head, going through like, who is one <laughs> of those? Cabinet, my All right, we got the Truba game last game. We made this good little checking uh, like on a breakaway right. burst. Like, exactly. She has like, I guarantee you, like if you go on her computer. She no, but listen, I, I get that there should be. Every one of his highlights. I get that there should be switch us, but it's just, listen. The reason why I was so against Laugh on the third line is that his I'm not. time on ice will be dropped. What are you doing? Your first overall pick has a four-point game streak. He's on a roll, and he's trying to. He's finally figuring it out, and you're going to drop him? Now, I know right after he got a goal with Filipino. 
But that's not going to be – I don't think it's going to be consistent unless they drop Cop to that line. Now, if his Lav is playing with quality players on that line and Golan is kind of evening it out with the third line where they're getting more time, that I'm fine with. But it, if it's going to be back to the same old thing in the beginning of the season where Lav, you see, get like, what, 12 minutes in, at night and then it, it's with Hedl and Barkley Goudreau, I'm not – I'm really not a fan of that. I get his I natural it, side to the left hand, but yeah, I have yeah. I think you're looking at it. I think if you look at it a different way, I think the what Gallant is doing is less of punishing Laugh and more of trying to help Heedle. I think you look at a guy like Laugh who's played just about the entire season on the top line with Zibanejad and Kreider, and we've seen him grow from it. And you figure he's been doing that at right. That's not his natural position. Um, so I, I think Gallant's more of like, okay, well, we still have Heedle. So why don't we move left back down, see if he can kind of help Heedle, which he did, obviously. But do you and believe they're getting enough time on ice, though? That's the major factor. Because if they don't point, get a lot of time on point, ice, it's a problem. You don't trade for people to give them sh- crappy ice time. You don't trade for Patrano and you don't trade for Cobb for them to get minuscule ice time. Because at this point, you figure if we're re-signing any of them, it's probably Cobb. But um, you figure this is a rental going into this you are thinking they are just purely rentals because that's how you have to think and I think they're not here to play low minutes that's what Mott's here for because he's a fourth liner but I genuinely think I understand where Gallant's coming from here with this because you figure Laugh has had a great year personally with himself and he's been doing that at a position that he's not used to playing so you figure, move him back to his natural position, have him work with Heedle, a guy who tends to struggle. And then you got Goudreau, who is also a solid, but he's, he's a veteran, older player who can also kind of help Heedle. I think the third line is more of development purposes, and I understand the motive there. And I, I just, I think that it's, I think people are looking at it too much as what did Laugh do wrong? And Laugh didn't do anything wrong. He actually did things right to the point where Gallant thinks he can sort of be a, not like, I don't want to say a mentor, but he can sort of help Heedle along and grow his game. Well, I, I really am not understanding here exactly why we feel that when you have a player like Lafarnier who, We've been the whole year talking about him. The whole year we're discussing, you know, is he a bust? Is he going to be able to get better? And now suddenly he's showing up. He has a five point, uh, five point, uh, five game point streak. Okay, he's he's looking pretty good on the ice. And you suddenly want to switch up his lines, Jacob. You know we've discussed this before that switching up lines could be really bad for other players. We we've had other situations where they switch up lines and we didn't understand what's going on. I thought on. they should switch up the lines, just not the players. I think correct. They should have switched up the defensive realize, pairings and yeah, right. But you realize there's 17 games left to the season. You are right. It's time close. to experiment. I hear that, but what right. I'm worried is I do why are you here, though? That you do maybe want to switch it. On the other hand, I'm it depends really, what you're switching. Is what right, very good. I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't really be happy about trying to say, "Oh, we want Hedl to be better, so let's take Lefarnier and put him on another line, and let's say it works out that game. Then he's gonna keep. Then he's gonna keep it that way, knowing Gallant, and then Lefarnier is gonna fall off the map, and then suddenly we're not really making helping both players. We're sitting there and just trying to make, oh, this player better, this player better. It's not helping. You know, in Madden, not Madden in. Um, 
in 2K, when you when you play NHL 2K, you know, you get the plus minus. You get like 2K? A plus five for that they stopped line. breaking those in like 14. Like what? They stopped making those in 14. That's why, that's when EA went Trani down. still has a Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> well, yeah, ever since they dropped 2K, EA Sports had no competition, so they didn't have to do really anything. So they could just send out hot garbage every single year. Yeah. Um, I, I want to jump in on this. You know, I, I think that uh, so I'm I'm kind of new to Twitter. Um, part of the part of the gig. Uh, oh, welcome. <laughs> and I really hate it. Oh, your followers are getting. Oh, yeah, I, I don't believe it on that one. <laughs> I, I just I just hate it because everyone is so hyperbolic on this thing. It's like everyone treats like Alexis Lafreniere and Capo Caco like they're fragile little ducklings. It's like they can't ever ever be put on the third line and everyone freaks out everyone just goes nuts and it's just like it's the most frustrating thing because you know what like not and i understand it too in a way because you know we we've had experiences with recent experiences with lias anderson and uh kratsov who the minute they don't get their way and are given what you know what they feel like they deserve they just they, you know, they book it, they leave town almost. And I understand that like kind of Ranger fans are a little sensitive, I guess, to this. And maybe that's, those are two reasons stoking the fire. I don't know. It's like um, PTSD at this point. It is. It really <laughs> is. But like, I, yeah, I when Wild cuts down to the third line, but my 50% of my problem is PTSD with Quinn and Lafreniere. Like that, that's literally 50%. I get it. And it's also really frustrating when you look at uh, Martin St. Louis and, um, Cole Caulfield, yeah. and Cole Caulfield and, you know, the synergy that they've got, like, it's just, it's awesome. And then you also look at over in Vancouver, Bruce, Bruce Boudreaux went over there early, mid, mid, yeah, mid year. Yeah. And all of a sudden they start playing well and like their younger players are, are going. Um, so you, you want to see those players go. Um, and I think one of the things that I latched on to and, I always really liked at least the quote was Yager when he was talking about Gallant coming into the season. He said, Gallant, and I'm paraphrasing it now because I read it like eight months ago. So bear with me. I could slaughter this fucking quote. Um, But he was basically alluding to the fact that Gallant kind of kowtows to the star players. And he, you know, he, he really is like a player's coach in that regard. Um, And he kind of lets players like kind of police themselves in a way. Um, and I think that that necessarily is Yager was talking about star players because he was a star player, but I also think he's just a very loyal coach and that rubs everyone the fucking wrong way because you know what I mean? Right. You had Greg um, McKagan on the fourth line while you had Morgan Barron waiting on the bed, like morning. But everyone night. wants Morgan Barron to play fourth line minutes. Like I screw Greg McKagan, man. That guy is going to be the it's fourth line. That is my best friend. Greg McKagan is my best. No, friend. No, no, we're not starting this, Ava. I actually have a story about Greg McKagan, but go mm-hmm. on. I look to me, I'm never going to go nuts about like someone getting fourth line minutes over a prospect. I'd rather have a prospect. This is my biggest issue with, with Barron was sitting in the press box, not being in Hartford playing. No, so what, if you want to so talk about so the issue, what would that, you do? So what would you do then? If you're sitting here and telling me that you want... Put like, Greg McKagan in a taxi, tell him to get lost. That's it. Oh, we, know, I, we know about Greg McKagan. We know about Greg McKegg. I'm I'm discussing. What are you What are you figuring with Lafreniere? Put him on the Put him on the third. Greg McKegg subtraction subtraction by the uh, addition. I think oh. that you you kind of let 
look, they played a good game. The line is going to be exactly the freaking same tonight. So get, you know what I mean? Like Lafreniere. Get ready. <laughs> right. Yeah. But if, for three games, if these, these couple of games, you see that third line's a no-show, you got to immediately put Laf on that top line. You do not want the line was a no-show. But, but hold on. Hold on. No, 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 but I'm asking th- these next couple of games, though. If let's okay. say, right, the third line's a no-show. All right, so hold on, hold on. Let, let, me ask on you, let me ask you a question. Yeah, so if the third line is complete dog shit, the next three or four games, whatever, okay, mm-hmm. they keep it the same. But the first line is amazing. What do you do then? I, I, I know it sounds very controversial, but I, I'd still put Laugh on that top line. I think I think the biggest issue not necessarily is, is Laugh. You're I screwing think up that, the growth of your first overall pick. That triumphs anything else. I don't think I, I, but I think you're – I think you're treating him with kids' gloves, and I, I don't think that he's a child. You know what I mean? I think that I, – I think I everyone is after I, David no, I, Quinn. I think everyone wants Lafreniere to already be a 40-goal scorer, and, like, it's – the Rangers don't need him that's, to that. But that's because he was in a draft. That was because he was in a draft where you have other players that are right now thriving, and you're saying, oh, where's Lafreniere in this? And you don't realize also that Lafreniere's position on this team of what he's supposed to do is not – Those players are getting scored. power play one minute, though. It's yeah. a very yeah. different yeah. scenario. You also Yo, what the hell is with Lafreniere not getting their- power play uh, one time? Because they want okay. Strom there. Because they I want Strom there in case Mika gets thrown out of the face-off circle. They want someone who's reliable on face-offs. That's it. Okay, so immediately right after that draw, we win it. Strom go to the bench. Left, come in. That, a few, a few teams do that. actually do that. A few I would, teams actually do Ava, that. I would agree with you on that. But Strom is like 44% on face-offs. I, th- I really think he just wants another center there. I think no, that's I, I, I'm Yeah, I, I'm with you. I just, I think, I mean, if we're going to do face-offs, Strom ain't the guy. He sucks. Right. But I, I could understand Federal why. You, so, so have Andrew Kopp there for the face-off. <laughs> have Andrew Kopp there for the face-off. He leaves. But Freddie comes on the ice. A bunch of teams do this on their power play. They literally have a guy yeah, that's true. specified for the face-off honest, circle. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I think the reason you, you see these other guys and you see them thriving uh, from his draft, I think it's mainly because they're kind of on crappy teams. Right. I was Rangers to say, also, they're putting the most time on ice. Lafreniere, the like, Rangers had no business getting the first overall pick. No. Lav's natural position is left wing, so he's only going to develop properly in the left wing. But what's his future like as a Ranger in general? Next year, the year after that, you see Panarin and Kreider leaving? I don't. So why not start now as developing as a right winger? Because if they're not going anywhere for the next three, four years, why the heck are you telling me developing his proper uh, position at left wing? I That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying because, like I said, I think you're looking at this too, like, you're being a, you're being a downer. I think you're looking at this. I as, am a downer, yeah. You have PTSD from <laughs> David Quinn. And spoiler alert, Gerard Gallant oh, is not David Quinn. He's, oh, no, he it's has, definitely he has, true. He has a much worse hairline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll fully admit half of this is, David Quinn PTSD. Exactly. David Quinn had a phenomenal head of lettuce. Let's just talk about that. For Screw a David Quinn, man. He destroyed no, Taco. Right. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Listen, you're looking at this as a punishment for Lavernier, and I genuinely do not think that. That's Why are we punishing him? Exactly. But, but, but Eva, Eva, if he goes, if he goes cold for three games now, do you switch up the lineups or do you keep no. it the way it is? If the first and second line is playing great, no, you don't switch up the lineup. And I'm sorry, but that's not stunting a player's growth. That's wanting to win. But that's that they both coincide with each other, wanting to Not win. And- you want to? They're trying to. They're trying to secure home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs right now, and they're hoping to make a run. Because they're not going into this being like, oh, we're just like Gallant is not the coach that's going to be like, oh, guys, it's okay. We're just happy we're making the playoffs. No, they want to win. 
regardless. Right. So the Rangers are trying to live in two different worlds now. They're trying to develop their prospects, but also trying to win. You can do that at the same time. They've been doing it the entire year. I, yeah, well, I, I know Cavalcaco's injured right now, but let, let's be honest with ourselves. The, our, we got the first and second overall pick, and while they are making strides, I mean, it's not great. This is well, all right. Look, you got to look at it and stop looking at it, and I mean this with the most respect, like New Yorkers. Like, you're, <laughs> well, that's who we are. I, I understand that. I understand that. But take like five hundred steps backwards and look at it from a different perspective in the sense that these guys are not needed right now to be the leaders on in the clubhouse. Okay. They do not need to score 40, 50 goals, whatever it is you need them to do. Kreider just scored 40 goals for the first time in his career. And he's 29 years old. Okay. Yeah. But that's an anomaly. That never happens. I, I'm, I'm just it saying happened. It, I'm, it just happened. Um, right. No, I, I know, but that's not like meaning, meaning, I, I started through hockey stat minors things, I believe. It's like, I, I think it was like one of the first places to do it in cap era. Like th- those things, like they Great don't happen him. that often. Great well, for him. Round of applause for him. But <laughs> this, is, this is my main point. The biggest issue with this team, and this team would not go far into playoffs if this thing does not get fixed. And I think it just got fixed. The right. third line. The third line was absolutely fucking atrocious for the entire season. So Let's what would your it. lines be like? Would you bring... Would, what would your when Kako is healthy and Rooney's healthy, okay? What are your ideal lines? Because my ideal lines would have been before the whole off third line thing is that Kreider is a Benajad Loff, and then uh, Panarin, Strom, Kako, because Kako, when he's on that line, that team is fen- that line is phenomenal. I think Kako had like eight points in nine games. In a so stretch. you're bumping Cop and Vetrano, our two new acquisitions. You're bumping them down both down to the bottom six. well cop originally was coming here for to solidify the third line and also vetrano was literally a fourth round pick so that's well, not you gonna did cost mention anything. jacob that that's right but think, not a think about a third line think about, think about a third line of goudreau cop and vetrano where does hedel go fit into this then? okay fine instead of goudreau screw goudreau hedel hedel yeah. in that line goudreau's been good okay but still have him on the fourth line you need depth i'm saying though like it you don't you know, if, if you – why are you having Cop on that second line? Well, you could do the same – Because he's playing well. Okay, fair. But if Kako, who has the reputation of doing amazing on that second line, you could have both best of both worlds and have Cop on the third line, you have that depth again. While Kako, if, if, I feel it's getting Kako, If when Kako comes back, Cop is playing Unreal with Strowman Panarin, I hate to break it to you, they're not moving him. What, what are we talking about out of this world? Are we talking about – you know, once in a while. What, what, what do you mean out of this world? I think, Juan, uh, are you, someone asked that question first. Sorry. What do you mean? I'm I just... Mean, I, I, I'm trying to think, like, what do you think? How good do you think that second line is doing? Like, okay, if everyone's scoring a goal each game, uh, I'm not if an idiot. They, I'm not gonna... If they're producing more than, than when Kako was on that line, they're not moving the line. They're not changing. But won't you have a problem with that third line? Because Kako just disappears on the third line. Okay, but what, absolutely are expecting, what are we expecting that Kako's going to come back and just if you right put away Kako with Kreider and Zibanejad, I'm going to throw up, man. I don't, I don't expect that Kako's going to come back and right away get the minutes that he, you know, that he would get normally. And that's okay. going to be he has a okay. Broken, that's fine. His shot's going to be effed up. Like he needs to get back into it. He'll be on the fourth line. Way to get him back into if the, Kako's on the third, fourth him on line, the second man. line. 
He's okay. going to be there so, at the beginning. Uh, at uh, so before I have you guys try to strangle me over my fast few questions. Um, Ava, this question's for you uh, at Izzy. Uh, oh, we're asking questions now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so why do you love Truba? And then that's, yeah, that's, that's basic. That's, that's basically it. Um, so if you want to follow up on my defensive pairings. Are and, we, okay. We're just answering questions. We, we want the origin story of this whole the thing. The origin story. Okay. Um, I guess I went to a game, um, right? Like a month before the shutdown Ranger Islander game at National Coliseum. Uh, the one with the Mika snipe in overtime. Georgia. I remember that game. Yeah. Yeah. So I was at that game. Um, so it was my first non MSG game. That and was the MSG well, game? No, that was, it was a non MSG no, game. Non MSG game. Um, and so, you know, we're just sitting in our seats, and right in front of me, Trupa lays out Michael Delcole. <laughs> and at that point, I was just like, yep. Like at this point, I knew Hank was gone soon. I'm like, yep, that there he is. That's my guy. That's I'm, all it took. Just that's all it took. One, one like, body all check. All it took. I expected a bigger, more dramatic <laughs> well, story. That was okay, it. There is. I thought there was going to be more to it. There is more to it. I promise. So at that point, it was kind of, and I already like, I already loved True, but like, I watched him in Winnipeg. Like, I've liked him for a while. Um, I just didn't really make it known. <laughs> but, and then I think that year just life happened the COVID situation life happened and then you know the hockey season finally came back and everything was being consistent again and it was just kind of like Truba was like an escape and it was really sappy story so that's that's really it that's why I like Truba and I don't know why Izzy asked that question because she knows this (laughs) oh no that was definitely a troll I mean we have another troll question here like look at you just mentioned like you literally have this guy like you just want chaos and all that. Literally, so this kind of like, oh, is this is this Christopher? <laughs> it's Christopher. Uh, Let's uh, talk. Can I can I read this? Yeah, one? go for it. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So so Chris and I actually kind of I I kind of appreciate the sarcasm that he threw into this just because uh you know it's I think he was kind of alluding to some of the stuff that I was talking about how like you know Rangers Twitter in general is so hyperbolic. Um, you know, the practice lines change. And then like a minute later, everyone is just bombing Twitter. Uh, so Christopher in the middle of the, Penguins, the consistency. Yeah. Christopher in the middle of the Penguins game on Friday night wrote, uh, and it's at LCBM one nine. All right, Chris, let's talk about how bad Gallant sucks and how they need to <laughs> trade Kreider. So Loft can have his spot on these lines suck and if Loff was on that first line it would be five nothing instead of four fire Gallant trade Kreider if Nemeth was scratched it would be eight nothing bring that part I agree (laughs) bring back Quinn okay this guy's got to this guy's got to deactivate his account it was I I did I did uh respond to him uh I wrote uh you know, I'm like 99 sure he just wanted to create chaos. No, no, no. no. He, I, I, he was. I sent, I sent something back to him. I was like, uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm sensing some sarcasm. And he goes, just a dash. Uh, been, he, I think he said it's been a really hot day or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's obviously joking, and I kind of understand it because is he a Ranger fan? Do you know if he's a Ranger fan? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. But that kind of still, he's just like maybe he's just one of those Ranger fans that still believe that the Rangers are going to like make the first round and get swept, and everyone's going like to be self-hating like, Rangers fans. Yeah, yeah, like one of those self-hating Rangers fans that like take the level of pain to another level. 
I kind of oh, think that's no, kind no, of no, no, no. I, guys. This is this is a joke. That's nice. Oh, I know, but I know it's a it. joke. We got this the joke. joke. I know it's a we joke. I kind of think though it's hypocritical of us to mention that like of that because our little podcast name is New York Pangers. That's kind of a bit hypocritical. All I'm saying is that the part where he was like, Kreider needs to be traded for laughs. So I've kind of a spot. Is ah. that what you guys want? <laughs> I don't want that. I want laugh to produce. I want laugh for them to develop him on the right wing. Because hey. Kreider, Kreider and Panarin aren't going anywhere for four years. So we're, if you, unless you think Lav is going to be on the third line his whole when life. Is, when is Kreider's no movement clause up? Because apparently, or is that, maybe that's just Truba. Apparently it's the same, I believe it's the same exact year as Truba. Oh, so um, they're both getting traded. I, got I, no, 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 no. Only one of them. I got I got a fun question for you guys. It has to be. Your head, it doesn't make your, sense. Kreider's only 6.5. I think Luca has a question. Shraggy and Shraggy and Jacob's heads are going to explode with this question. So think about it. Kreider signed his his contract extension, and I don't know the exact date, but it was late February uh, before the trade deadline in 2020. If Kreider waited till the lockdown, his contract would be very different, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. So hold on. So if the also if the Rangers waited. Till the offseason, the Rangers might have already won the draft lottery. Kreider might have already been expendable at that point. Actually, so hold on, hold on. Yeah. So then, so my question is would you rather have Pavel Bushnevich or Chris Kreider? Oh, (laughs) screw you, Luca. (laughs) Screw you, Luca. Get out of here, Luca. I'm just just trying to cause chaos. Oh, yeah. I'm trying not not to break my mic right now. I'm trying not to destroy my mic right now. Oh, my gosh. That was Bushnevich. What are you doing? Oh, oh my God. Okay, wait, hold on. Oh, hold on. Shraggy, how, what right do we have to bring Luca and Shraggy, one sec. We're Shraggy, Shraggy, one sec. Hold on. Shraggy, one sec. One sec. One sec. Okay. First first thing to follow up with that, if Crowder wasn't signed by trade deadline, I know you're doing a theoretical, so, so what I'm saying is mute, but theoretically, they were in the talks with the Blues. Funny, same as Pavel Bushnevich, uh, in the talks with the Blues about Chris Crowder for like a first and join Cairo. Uh, so I, I, yeah. So I believe I believe that, that he didn't sign that he was going the other way. But obviously, theoretically speaking, if if he would Crowder or Pavlovich Nevich, oh, I hate you so much, Luca. Um <laughs> Sammy I, I think I would still I would still take you Kreider. still have laugh. You still have laugh, right? You <laughs> still have still laugh. The answer is C, Sammy Blake. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The answer is D right. trade Jacob Trupa. What did I do to you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I should really take this out on Luca, but um, we we still have laugh though, right? We still have laugh. Yeah, in this in this alternate multiverse. Yeah. Oh, screw you. Um, I, I'm still taking Kreider. Pavel Buchnevich's same his contract looks the same as it is now. Yeah, Greg McKegg. <laughs> I, I hate I hate this so much. I'll take Sammy Blake. Would you rather have it's a hypothetical. Pilot. It's not going to really change anything. Right? I know, but it's just like, I <laughs> know once I answer this. Reputation. No, no, the reason yeah. why once I answer this, it's solidified in our Inside the Ring chat every single mm-hmm. time I mention Pavel Buchnevich. Right. So that's why I'm really thinking about this. Um, uh, screw you. I, I think I think I'm going to have to take Chris Kreider. I hate. I agree. <laughs> Let's go. I hate everything, but I'm going to have to take this guy. The reason why, but let let, let me explain this. The reason why is because I remember a time 
where this team was without Chris Kreider, the physicality was such garbage. It literally looked like it was a beer league hockey team playing against a college team. It was so bad. Without Chris Kreider, we do not have a, a lot, enough uh, net front presence. And that alone will change the dynamic of our power play, which is one of the top in the NHL, which will change that top line, which is an amazing top line. The reason why I would rather than the public, it's because we got, we have guys in the system or there's always a guy you could trade for that. I mean, like, look, there's rumors that this summer Nylander could be on move. Right. So those guys are more expendable than a guy like Kreider, who's literally an anomaly. He's a, an insanely tough, fast, good hand-eye coordination player. Those guys do not grow on trees. Those guys are, you know... You know who doesn't grow on trees? Tough right-handed defenseman. Oh, you mean... Wait, you're talking about about Brandon Schneider? No, I'm not talking about Brandon Schneider. I'm talking about a 28-year-old man named Jacob Truba who happens to wear number eight. Uh, So... Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, listen, I'd have to pick Kreider just because of those reasons that guys like Chris Kreider right. do not grow on trees while guys like Pavel Chinevich, you know, will always be on the market. That That's why I have to pick him. Obviously, I'm still... And, and that's why we traded Buchnevich for seven. Listen, my, confidence in, Drury, my right. confidence in Drury has gone up after this trade deadline. He made the smart moves rather than overpaying. I mean, look, you, you see some of the... What Lindholm got. I mean, Boston's... Yeah, that's insane to me. I mean, I'm happy. I like the Ducks. I mean, but, right. We, um, we reported with Connor Green what the Rangers offered, but Connor literally told us the minute someone ups their offer, the Rangers are out. And well, I think, we, Boston, got, I think we got an idea also on what the Rangers feel about themselves. And this is really... I want to circle back I don't, for Obviously, I don't believe Drury believes... I, I, I mean, I don't think... I don't know what we believe. I personally don't believe this team could make... I don't think this team makes it to the Eastern Conference final. I, I don't think that's in the realm... Listen, you, you never yeah. know. You never know. Listen, I seen the 2014 run. You never know. But uh, I would bet money that this team makes the Eastern Conference Finals. That's just, I you'll bet that's... money on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, one second. We should do like a. I don't bet type of bet. Some type of bet over here. We got to put something down over here. Uh, Who has to shave his I mean, hair? It doesn't have to be money. It's gonna have to be like. I, 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 I can't. I can't shave the hair for reasons that I'll get into later. But I can't shave <laughs> the head yet. Why okay. have, like, we could Kamaran? do like a humiliating tweet or something. Like if I win, Ava has to say Jacob Truba isn't the greatest. And I Luca already has to say shit about Jacob Truba. Did I that once. Jacob Truba, you're an idiot. Like two days ago. Really? And then Luca has to say like Jacob, you were right about Pavlovich never or something like that. So something like that. Well, we could handle oh, the details look, later. It's literally, it's my header on Twitter. It's, it says Truba, you idiot. Oh my gosh! You're what right. Heck, so when did that happen? He stinks. I hate him. <laughs> well, that took a that took a one eighty. It's, it's, it's a toxic. It's a toxic relationship. It's a toxic we got to do a drop now. We got to do a drop now with that. Recording. No, this is my like. I I do this. I say like I talk so much crap about Jacob Truba, but only I'm allowed to do it's it. Out, yeah, exactly. It's, it's only like, it's like your it's like your little it. sister or younger brother. Like you're allowed to bully them and tease them and exactly. stuff. But the minute someone else does, I'm going to throw them through a window. It's just it's, that's just it. Very good. Anyway, uh, I just want to thank Christopher and LCBM because that was a nice tangent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually. Oh, yeah. That, that was a really good one. So, hold on. Let's get through these questions here if we're really dragging along. Um, God knows I have to edit this one because I screwed up on so many of these things. Uh, let's go from Neil Gruder at A-F-E-B-N-G. C. Sue me, Strong. Did you get a driver's license? <laughs> Oh, hold on, hold on. I got this one. Neil Grover, AFC, bang, energy shot. 
<laughs> yeah, that just straight up sounds like an energy drink commercial for Marshall. And now, AFC Bank. AFC. <laughs> Luca Burrito. <laughs> oh, dang, Shroggy. That was amazing. That's that was my saying, voice. That is my who voice. Who the guys. heck was that doing that voice. voice? That is my voice. And Holy. now. Holy cow. <laughs> You've never mentioned this once. <laughs> do, do you do never. voiceovers for like movie trailers? <laughs> In a world where the Rangers are the best team in hockey. <laughs> Sound like you smoke 70 packs of cigarettes a day. Oh, I don't do that. <laughs> okay, so hold on, hold on, let's go. As it feels like Strom is a goner in summer, and um, I guess Jerry has kept all his uh, chips in the bank. Uh, basically, who, who do you want as your second line center? Do you believe Strom would be coming back? Hurdle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, no, no, I'm, not, I'm on that. I'm on the. I'm on that with me for so long. I'm on the I'm on the Shifley. So here's the thing: if you could get Shifley, a- we're bringing more of Truba's friends. <laughs> okay, so see, I already got Ava on now, so at least I don't have to go one verse three like I've been doing this whole podcast episode. But basically, for sh- dang it, I can't. We, even we've discussed my- this before. Strom I can't even mention my theoretical because Ava will strangle me through the screen. Go but- ahead. Go ahead. Okay, fine. Oh. fine, 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 fine. But basically, Shively's contract makes so much sense. He's making roughly $6.5 million for next year and the year after that. Who's no trade clause becomes a modified no trade clause that season and would open up the cap for the Rangers, which is their it, 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 which is a major problem. No, he's only making six something. So, and also you, you'd lose out of forward position while there's literally a success. Can I explain to you something circles. though, why I think it would make more sense to trade Kreider first? Fine. Yeah, go for it. I think it's way more difficult to find a defenseman like Jacob Truba. And you I have a guy, you have a successor like him though. Especially today, because no one hits that much anymore. You see that because he hits someone and he has to fight every time. The only hit he's laid this year where, like, it was a big hit and he didn't have to fight for it was the hit on Nico Hishier against the Devils. But I think that's just because they can't fight. Um, it's really, like, I think, I, I stand by this. I say this all the time. I think defense is such an underrated position and, like, underappreciated position. I would say underappreciated, not underrated. Because yeah, not I, think that, I, I agree with you because I think that Truba would fetch more on the trade market than Kreider. I know. I think I think the what people don't realize is that we saw it last year when he was hurt twice. He's way more important to the team than people give him credit for. And I know Kreider is important too, but at this point, you know, he's probably not scoring 40 plus goals again next year. But um you figure well, you one can... second, who says nah? I think he could still do that. I don't think he he's getting does. 40, but I think he'll get 30. No, I think he could get, I think he'll go up there. I think that the Rangers will anyways have better score. I think he's figured out something that players. is not just a one-time thing. I think he gets I just, so, also by the way, do you realize there's no captain on the team? No, I didn't know that. No, no. <laughs> there's just a bunch I, of A's everywhere. They're giving mind. them out like uh Disney books. Um no, anyways. Jacob mentioned no, because Jacob, you mentioned to me a while that if it's not on this team now, I've, I've literally lost hope in them giving a captain. I That's why I haven't it. mentioned it once anymore. This I've is, given up. This hope. is more of a personal thing. I think that the way Drury has handled himself thus far as a GM, I think he kind of sees Truba in the long term kind of thing where he doesn't necessarily like okay, he obviously trusts his judge of character. Obviously, you're not trading for all his best friends. And I know Truba's like, you didn't consult me. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. 
you're, he just happened to trade for like your buddy since you were 10 and then your other buddy he definitely has for troopers input on their probably locker room uh presence so. and i think they always do that by the way they always I just do that. think that a solid right d that hits and is aggressive and will stick up for your team and is a leader look where like- are you going so Luca just bolted out of the room. (laughs) Okay, fine, fine, fine. So let's say theoretically speaking, right? That Kreider's no trade clause becomes a modified no trade clause. Okay, fine, fine, fine. So let's go with Kreider version right now. Okay, Shively's contract, you know, is expired, right? You add another, you trade Kreider, so now you have six point five million to play with. You add two million to Shively, so now Shively's an eight point five. You then have 4.5 million to play with. And I'm sorry, Ava, you can't have all of them. Nemeth Nemeth is gone. It's okay. We can get rid of Nemeth. Right. Nemeth is gone. You can't have all of them. I've accepted it. You can't have all of them. Nemeth is gone. So you have another 2.5 from previous years, right? That's that's assuming like a lot of these players. So you have still cap room to work with, with for Frontage Bridge Deal um, and all those things. So I I think that's why Shifley fits in perfectly contract wise. The question is, the question is also, you've noticed here that they haven't really spent a lot of money that even if they are planning on trading, they can't spend a lot of money. They had no cap next year. No, I understand that you'll have the room probably to bring in a player like that, but are they going to really bring in a player like that? Like, I I think Drury is, I think that this is what I've been telling people a hundred times. If Ryan Strom would have taken a discount, he would have taken it by now. So I don't, I think Strom is an absolute goner. I'd actually put, I'd put money on that Strom is a goner this off season. Oh, I hope they re-sign Strom now. Oh my God. Hey, 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 you could quote me. You could quote me. That's how confident I am that Strom is not re-signing. Unless they go on this match, unless they go on this magical run to the Eastern Conference Stanley Cup final and Strom's like, hey, I want to be here now. That's the only only way I see Strom taking a discount at this point because- We're going to win the cup this year and Strom's going to get the con smite and then they're going to be- I'll I'll take the credit for all of that. I will 100% (laughs) take the credit for all that. You quote me on this. But I I think, yeah, obviously Strom's a goner. Now- there's a few free agents like Vincent Trocheck. Uh, I'd, of course, rather have him in the Strom. But there are definitely guys on the market. I think Chris Drury is waiting for the summer to make his long-term investment moves because this market just sucked. I mean, it was just absolutely abysmal. Drew nixed to trade to here and Boston. Hurdle decided he'd rather stay in a sucky team, uh, San Jose, than play for the New York Rangers. But that's totally fine. You need and to get off the Hurdle. I, he was – you I literally know, put I all can't. the – you put all the New York We're Rangers done. problems into one player, it spells out Thomas Hurdle. Oh, 100%. So, yes. That doesn't mean that doesn't make it. Am I wrong? Eva, am I wrong with that? If you put You're all done. The, if I, God, Hurdle God. is the girl that like said no to like a date and you just haven't gotten over it. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's, that's fair. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, you know so, what I mean? Okay, like, it's just like the guy just wanted to stay there. It's like, you know oh, what I mean? One second. I, I, actually have, I actually have an interesting question here because Luca mentioned before, right, that, that we're one of the youngest teams. And many of these young teams, you need that veteran leadership here on, on a team. Do you feel in the offseason, whatever point they get to, whether they make the first round, second round, even if they win the cup, do you feel like they um, bring in – a veteran leadership in order to give this team that? Do you think that they make some move for that? And Luca, I know you want to say it. Yeah, I, I, cause I kind of want to jump on, by the way, I had to go to the bathroom there. I drank like a gallon of water earlier. Bad idea. Hey, you just pulled <laughs> it out of there. I'm like, did I say something or something? No, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, Ava so, was talking about Truebug. Yeah. So, so no, nah, I mean, just kind of get into like the whole Strom thing. Um, 
piggybacking on what, what Jake just said about how if Strom was going to resign, he would have done it already. And th- this is the main thing. This is Strom's, what is he? He's 28, right? Around there? Um, yeah, he's around the same age. Also, he's not that. worth what he's actually got to be valued on the open no, market. No, I, I, I get it. But you got to think about it from his perspective. This is the, Strom this is, is the 20, first, yeah, 28. This is the first time that Strom in his career actually has a chance to cash in, right? He has he has a legitimate chance of getting a really really big ticket. He's not going to give that up, and I understand it. Like you know what I mean. This is his this is his last chance to actually like do something or make a lot of money. So I understand that. Um, and oh, no, I totally get it from already, his perspective. He, he what? I I totally get it from his perspective. I'm not, oh, yeah. Whenever a player wants to get the bag, I, I, you can't be mad at them. What the heck? Like yeah. get the bag. Good for and you, I man. I mean, whatever. It's fine. You know what I mean? But if it's like, with my at- team, I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm going to be mad at the GM, that the idiot that signed you. That's basically yeah. it. Like with Goudreau, good for him, man. I'm just going to scream at Drew the whole time saying, oh, the hell don't are you doing? people don't have that same energy with Truva. It's all Truva's fault. He's on, he's on an $8 million contract. That's it. Yeah. No, so that doesn't make any sense. Good for Truba for getting that bag. It was just idiot of Jagorin to, you know, maybe talking down to 7, 7.5. What the hell are you doing? Knicks fans are still pissed off at Allen Houston. Oh, um, my gosh. Knicks fans are pissed off about everything. We haven't been happy in years. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's we're like the Cleveland Browns of basketball. It's um, worse if it's possible. But uh, I just wanted to jump on what uh, Grover, Neil Grover, actually, like the last part of his question of like, you know, who do you think they'll end up with? Um, what are some possible names? I think that with the way that Drury kept all of his chips in the bank, as he kind of alludes to, uh, he's not going to just try and grab us. Like a, um, he has a plan. Yeah, he does. He's not going to just try and go and get like a veteran. I think. Uh, I honestly think that. Look at Strom's stats and look at Cop's stats. Strom has been playing second line minutes with Panarin all year. He has forty five points. Cop has 38 points and for the most part has been playing third line minutes. Um, I, I have to correct that though, unfortunately, because I was talking with the Winnipeg podcast the last week. It sounded a lot of the time. And he actually, while he was trying to do uh, on the third line a lot, there was also a lot of time on the first line with Shifley and Wheeler. Okay. He, he's versatile, but you're right. Right. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah but for stands. the most part, he hasn't been playing next to a Panera in the entire year. Like Strom has. Yeah, of course. And he has 38 points. Strom has 45. I don't honestly, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just want to point one thing. If you think about it like this, Panarin always loves a four checker on his line, right? That's why yeah. he want he wanted guys like you know. That's awesome. why I don't. I don't. Yeah. Um, if Cobb is your second line center next year, now hear me out on this. I feel like this could make a lot of sense. I don't think Cobb's going to cost you a lot. I was just. I'm getting to that too. Yeah. I right. Agree. So wouldn't you maybe then? Now, who's your right winger, right? Cops not, you know, he's a borderline, right? He's not, we don't need another borderline second. I I think the Rangers should, if Chicago would willing to retain 50%, imagine a line of Panarin, Cop, and Kane. Holy cow. Holy cow. I don't want Kane. Kane Uh, and Panarin reunion with Andrew Cop. I think it'd be perfect. This is my opinion. I don't care how good of friends they were. Patrick Kane is not a good person. I don't want him on my team. That's that. Fair enough. Um, I uh, just got rid of a locker room cancer. We just got rid of a crappy individual. We're not bringing in another one. Speaking of that, we're actually bringing on the guy next week that literally had a Twitter fight with him. Uh, Lou? Lou? Yeah. Lou so desperate. I love Yeah, Lou. so we're having him on hopefully next week. He's, go- he's going on something, so we have to try to figure out the time. 
But yeah, he's gonna come on all the time just talking about that he was gonna fight oh the ankle and all that. Which yeah, really Lou cool. got like bombarded by security at MSG. Yeah, yeah. So he's going all over that yeah, next time. Yeah, he they had like his off. LinkedIn up. They were like, "Did you get into an altercation with?" They, the had, a, they had facial recognition he's software like, on the he's cameras. Like, he's like, he's not even on the team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you guys yeah. even kicked him out, like. <laughs> Um, but yeah. I just, I, you know, I think that if, if we're looking at centers other than cop, which I think cop is a really smart move. Cause he'll be under, I think he'd probably come in at like five years for 4.5 to 5 million. Yeah. It's roughly range. what, it's roughly what, uh, the one of the podcast was saying that the discussions were sounded like before he was traded was roughly yeah. in that area. Like I'd be fine with a guy like cop. If the winger isn't Kako, like if it's a guy like a weak guy, like Kane, then I'm fine. I don't care who you put at center. If if it's Panarin and Kane on that line, I I honestly, as long as it's not Greg McKaig, I don't care who Elite is on that line. player Greg McKaig, by the way. <laughs> um, but the, the if if he say if he doesn't do that route and he kind of goes for a younger player, cost controlled younger player, right? But if it's like Kako, their, what? If you're, I'm sorry. Uh, I know I keep on interrupting you. If Kako's your plan for the second line then you've got to have a better term solution for the second line center, because then that's just not going to be enough to contend with. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, the centers that I was going to bring up, um, I think you got to look at uh, a team like the Kings. The Kings have a plethora of center depth and they already have Kopitar, Byfield, um, Gabe Velarde, Alex Turcotte. All these guys are centers. Um now, Vardy or Turcotte could maybe. It, it, it would, it would, it would, it would come down to Turcotte or Velarde. I think. If we traded for Alex Turcotte. That might be the best day of my life. I, I mean, it'd be a good day. I think, but you know, what I mean, <laughs> like you, you, if you, my point is, is that if you look at like a team like the Kings and a team like the Rangers, both are kind of turning the corner on their rebuilds. Yeah. And one depth, one strength for the Rangers is defense. Strength for, for the Kings is center. That's a trade partner match right there, made in heaven. Um, so I'm I, not, I not that, in the finals, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's just that's just a good thing to like look at. I think those are the type of players that he'll be targeting. Obviously, he could go the route of trying to sign. I don't think that Giroux would. What be about a guy like Trocheck that is going to probably be a free agent? I don't know enough about him to really stand really on one leg or not. Let's I mean, just I say this: he actually is good at shooting and can hit an open net. You know. I, I want to say something about that with the open nets because 95% of the open nets that Strom misses aren't even his fault. It's just like... Can we go back to the Detroit lucky. shootout game? That was his fault. That's that, why I was I pretty mad. Fault. Honestly, I wasn't even mad that when that happened. I was just, just laughing laugh. hysterically <laughs> when that happened. Like, I wasn't mad. I was mad that we lost the game. But it was like, you know what's bad when I'm like not even that mad after the game? I'm just <laughs> laughing my head off that that happened because I'm like classic... I think Strom is – he gets a little too much crap from Rangers fans. I mean, he's he's solid, and, you know, he did hold – Worst chemistry. This con- chemistry with Panarin is really what creates that that great th- – I mean, we have thing after thing that we could say, you know, hashtag open nets, um, that we could bash him. But, right, but Strom, on the other hand, has a fantastic – he has a fantastic chemistry, and that's something that you can't take away. We all the time discuss – Right, but we always discuss, like, those – um 
those players that have just a certain purpose on the team, like Reeves and his energy. Like, even if you're paying him the million dollars just to be in the locker room, Jacob says, just keep him there for the energy. Strom is there. He really does create, a, uh, he has a great connection with the other players. You see in all the videos how, how, he, how he has a connection with almost every single player on the team. That's a very important thing. And that's something that I think Drury is going to be hesitant to right away just send away. The fact that he didn't sign the extension and and didn't take on, you know, didn't take the cut means that there's obviously something going on in Strom's head where he feels he's better than he actually is. And that's something that we should worry as Ranger fans that maybe he's going to cause a problem with that because we would, you know, on the right price, maybe take him back. But on the other hand, with the fact that the Rangers will have a cap for another player, bringing back a guy like Strom is not the best option. Like Jacob is mentioning, there are other players out there, other centers out there that we'd be much happier with. And Strom just being on the team would just be like a favor if we say, look, we'll give you a cut just so that we can bring in other teams, uh, other players. Uh, and, and that's something that for me, Strom will have to think about, especially in this offseason, depending on where the Rangers land. Because especially if the Rangers somehow land up making it to the finals of the cup and Strom is doing well in the playoffs, very hard for the Rangers to just say goodbye to this player, yeah. uh, especially if he does well. So that's, I think that's, that's where every single overplayed player gets their money. Correct. Exactly. After a exactly. Stanley Cup win, they go. overplay him like crazy and then they pay for it next year. 100%. That, that's how could you blame them? How could you blame them if the guy That's is why going, Tampa's so you know? smart. They let right. Goudreau go. That was so smart. And then, look, they got Hagel. Now, obviously, they overpaid a lot for him. That's an understatement. But a team like but that could do that. To, right. They needed they, could, they had to. But that was smart. They didn't overpay their depth players at the end, and they went to get new ones. That is what a smart team does. They don't wait to know who the depth players are. They create their own depth players. And once they get too expensive, they get new ones. Yeah. Um, I, think, I was just thinking yeah. about something earlier. Uh, the fact that Vitaly Kravstov wasn't traded at the trade deadline makes me think that there's a, there's a hope to mend the relationship. I mean, we know Kravstov mm-hmm. is there and he said, um, I, I, you know, I, hopefully we can get back to my, my final goal, which is to play for the New York Rangers. And to me, I was always like, well, it doesn't matter if you want to. I don't think Drury wants you to play. Right, exactly. But the fact that he wasn't dealt and, you know, that he, that he definitely could have been a part of trades, um, it, it makes me think that there's a sense of wanting to mend You don't think that just has to do with the Ukraine-Russian thing right now? Of, with the whole no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they care that much. Come on. Ovechkin hasn't been bothered about it that much. Exactly. No, but he's not in Russia right now. It doesn't matter. You can still trade him. It doesn't matter. I, I yeah, but wouldn't it be good for other teams? Like, why am I trading this iffy player right now? Like, what, when I'd iffy. rather your other twenty prospects. I think that the we didn't even why... trade prospects. We traded Morgan Barron. It okay, is okay, but Barron he sat in the press box the entire season, which he shouldn't have. <laughs> and also, also, he's also Barron. someone that has been on the Rangers that has been yeah. called up. Literally, but, once uh, Morgan Barron. I hope he has a great successful season. The minute if he ends up, you know going to the a European league if he's one of those guys literally in his gravestone it should be because of more Greg McKegg it's literally but hello d- d- does anyone know if Baron get any time yet on the actual I don't think so I no? think he went to the match see I didn't understand that because literally Morgan Baron is the exact thing Gallant likes so that's like Nils Lundqvist I understood well, even though, is, yeah right even though it, like Nils Lundqvist he's small that's not smart that's old-fashioned hockey that's idiotic, but listen, I understand the concept behind it. What you're thinking, I disagree there are, with it. There are small, there are smaller defensemen. I mean, yeah, tell I, that to I, I Norris winning. Defenseman. Tell, I mean, tell, that's the thing. He's doing amazing right now in the AHL. And by the way, on the other thing is, yeah, he's so small. He throws the body around, right? But Gaunt doesn't care. Gaunt doesn't care. 
Oh, for example, I'm saying, do you realize? Uh, do you do any of you know how big Kel McCarr is? He's small. No, no, no. Small. I'm not. I'm not and saying. I keep saying. I keep saying to people that tell me that you know what that I would take McCarr over a guy like Adam Fox, and I keep mentioning. Let's just discuss defenseman wise. Do you know how big Adam Fox is? He's a, they're almost the same exact size. And no, he, I disagree with Golan was saying. I think I don't care if he's small or little. If he could throw the body, I don't care. But Golan has old fashioned thinking where if he's not a big body, that means he can't play defense, which is idiotic. But with Morgan Barron, yeah, sure. One second. With Morgan Barron, I don't understand that because he's exactly what Golan loves. So that's why it was so weird to me. I couldn't understand the concept behind it. Uh, yeah, Luca, what do you want to say? Uh, I think I think size, you know. While it is a anachronistic style of thinking that, you know, bigger bodies is going to, you know, help you win and everything in certain regards, it is anachronistic and really, really, really outdated, especially since the lockout in 05. But I think if you really look at like, I think, who was it? Uh, I'm going to pull up the article right now. It's from, um, uh, what is it? Daily face off. Uh, this guy, Matt Larkin wrote a, Honestly, it was one of the better articles I've read about um, basically all of the intrinsic uh, intrinsic traits that are common among Stanley Cup champions. And he literally goes through, I think it's the last 10 Cup champions, and he goes through different categories like top 10 goalies. There's a strong correlation. Uh, and he, he'll give examples. I'm not going to go through all of them right now. I'm just kind of paraphrasing everything. But penalty killing, very good, strong correlation. Power play profici- uh, proficiency, it's a weak correlation. Shot share attempt, very strong correlation, which, you know, obviously is something that the Rangers lack. Um, Stanley Cup rings on the team are already prior to going on that cup run, very strong correlation. But to get on what, what we're just talking about, team size. And he's just he literally just talks about average team weight. And it's just, a, it's a small little thing, but shit like that really does matter over the course of a 16 uh, win playoff schedule. You know what I mean? Right, um, it doesn't matter if he's big. It matters if, if he plays big. No, the, the, I'm, I'm, and like I'm telling Keandre you. Miller, like Keandre no, Miller. No, no, no. Like, no, 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 Braden no, Point isn't, I'm telling you, I'm telling Braden you. Point what, isn't the biggest guy, but he, he's not afraid of going to the dirty areas and stuff. And that's why he's one of the best playoff performers of current era. I understand exactly what you're saying. I'm saying team size. I'm not saying individual players who I'm oh, average, average, yeah, average okay. team size. I'm just saying team size. Like you look at like the Kings from 2014. Oh gosh, please. I, I trust me. I was living in Los Angeles when it happened. Okay. We, um, we went through that last time. Luca. Yeah, <laughs> I it, it was miserable, but they were a big pain in the ass team to play against. Another team that I think has a really good chance of winning the cup this year is the Calgary flames. They're a big pain in the ass fucking team to play against. And when you have those bigger bruisers over a course of a seven game series, that shit is going to wear you down. Um, and I think that while Gallant, I don't know. I don't necessarily, I, everyone just, I, I don't know. I feel like everyone just loves the shit on this guy. Um, and you know, you, the Rangers are 41 and 18 or 19, whatever it is. Um, but like, I understand like the idea of not wanting to put, you can't have every defenseman be a puck moving defenseman. Right. You gotta have balance throughout the entire lineup. You know what I mean? No, but and, you do see you do see that teams that have more uh, a puck moving uh, defenseman. Like I always look at the I no, always, but for Colorado Avalanche myself, they, they when they're defend when they're defensemen, they, you know they have one of the lowest you know defensemen scoring, and and 
I always say to myself, that always adds to your team when you have that great shot from your defenseman, like a Brett Burns and, and, and players like that. And that really adds to it. So not having a, a puck-moving defenseman, I actually think it's something that is really needed on a team. Now, you don't want all of them like that, but a player like Fox who could play defense Yeah, no, but what Luca's saying is not all of them like that. He's not yeah, saying you should. I, I, He's I saying agree. it has to be balanced. He needs that. You right, need that more than anything. Yeah, you need a balance. That's why yeah. I said to switch up the defensive lineups. I, I think there's just... The, the whole point of a defensive pairing is that my guy, my weaknesses are that guy's strengths and my, and my strengths are that guy's weaknesses. We fit perfectly, but with Truba and Miller, it's the same. Why aren't you switching it? Um, I, I, I think we, we've gone a, a long time. So I think we're going to actually end it off here. God knows this editing is going to take me 20 hours, but guys, I think we're going to end it off here. Uh, Luca, Ava, if you want to punch in your Twitter handles before we go. Um, yeah, mine is uh, L Big Calzone LP, and I'm doing a giveaway right now. Um, it, when I get to a certain amount, uh, you'll you'll get a we'll raffle off a jersey. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we're doing right now. And uh, yeah, Rangers and six. I'm just NHL underscore Ava. Um, but warning: if you do follow me, uh, you're only going to see Truba tweets on your timeline. So. by the way Ava, you want to punch in the new uh inside the ring tiktok oh yeah so follow inside the ring on tiktok i'm running it um you know we got a couple we got a couple videos up hoping to get out some more this week all righty guys thank you so much for coming on uh hopefully the rangers keep this up and hopefully i'm right in all my answers and you guys are wrong but uh we'll end it off wait for ryan strom to go on a tear and they resign him i'm waiting for that (laughs) um I think we're just going to end it off here. Uh, Guys, we'll see you later. See you.